Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 652. I'm Chris Ferti, bringing you the week's news about weird stuff we've done in our lives, angry rivalries with Will Wheaton, and um, uh, what video, what TV shows are better without their laugh tracks. And we're going to kick this week off by telling you who's joining us. First off, we've got Kelly Ryan. Uh, I'm not into audience participation, so... Why not? See the chat. Hmm. All right. Also joining us, uh, uh, Josh Carpenter. I'm bringing rabbits with me this week. Bringing rabbits back. Ah! They're cool again. (laughs) Rabbits are cool again. They're not minions. They're not just the video game version of minions. No, not at all. And rabbits were first. Well, that's true. All right. Yeah, the rabbits. The rabbits were always cool. It's the minions who were copies. Yeah. And then sure finally, someone at Ubisoft really mad about that. We brought in a minion expert, Phil Willis. I'm not Phil Willis. I'm a clone of Phil Willis. Oh, I think you're a clone now. Salutations, felicitations, and jubilations. Oh gosh, what have we signed up for? Why are uh, you evil, Phil? Oh, you're Mirror Universe, Phil. That's right. Yeah. You found me out. We found you out. I'd I'd ask if you had a goatee, but you already have a goatee. He doesn't have the goatee. That's the difference with Mirror Universe, Phil. No hair at all. (laughs) That was always the fun part of watching those Mirror Universe episodes was finding out, you know, who got facial hair, who had it taken away, how do they look different. We have to be able to tell them apart at a glance. Right. It wouldn't be good if they look the same. Then the audience will be confused. What is Mirror Universe Phil playing? Is he a first-person shooter guy? <laughs> I That's a good MVP. point. Yeah. No yes. no 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 RPGs then. It's all um Fortnite. it's all action gotchas. So, so you're saying Mirror Universe Kel hates cats, listens to Britney Spears and plays nothing but um I I don't know. Doesn't play video game. game. You knit. Oh. No, I like knitting. Oh, no, um, um, crochet. Likes think, to watch trashy reality shows. Oh, yeah. To, to nerd out here for a second, I think one of the interesting things about the Mirror Universe is they establish that it isn't a complete opposite, right? Like, Spock is logical in both. Listen, they establish that later on, but let's get back to the first, like, the <laughs> origins of Mirror Universe, which is just like, well, you're evil, all evil in twins. That first episode. Oh. He was logical. It was shown, not told. Wasn't he it evil, was though? Later on. He, he well he was he's part of the Terran Empire and he certainly had div- different wasn't he the Terran but, Emperor but he was logically argued he okay. was logically argued by Captain Kirk uh, to by the original Captain Kirk yeah to which... change to, to basically form a coup and take over the Enterprise and use it as a force for good right so which Kirk did through an appeal to logic which wouldn't work if Spock was completely I didn't of. wasn't actual yeah. Spock there and could make his own appeal to logic no. Oh, no. okay. It was Spock. Uh, I believe it was. I, I could be wrong here, but I want to say it was Kirk, McCoy, and how, Scotty. I believe that came over to the. How I can admit I've never seen the original Mirror Universe episode. <laughs> so cool. I mean, and then yeah, that was really cool. And did you play like um, uh, Star Trek Elite Force, where you actually got to go over to the Mirror Mirror Old no, Enterprise? Elite that is that one of the FPS games? Yes, it is. It's no, so cool. I didn't play that. You know what I, I want told to you play? I'm evil. Actually, I think I've seen someone else play it the whole thing through. The one with uh, 
John Delancey and it's a point and click adventure game with the Borg. I think it's called Star Trek Borg. <laughs> Is John Delancey the narrator? Uh, he's the reason that you get to go back through time and try and fix okay. things because okay. Q, you know? Yeah. Because that would be he's hilarious. He's the MacGuffin. <laughs> Sorry, you saying John Delancey in a game like, wait, Quantum Conundrum? Oh, no, you're talking Star Trek. Star Trek. His more relevant role other than Discord. I, I am sad that they never made a game with D- Discord being uh, the narrator. They've made a My Little Pony game or three. They're just all terrible cash-ins. Yeah. And or yeah. free-to-plays. Or both. At least we've got them <laughs> fighting herds. We did, except they stripped the license away from them since it was never there just to begin with. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's. I mean, I'd say it's been... There's an alternate been- universe... There's a mere universe... Where My Little Pony is like still going and it's a properly handled property and it's like got mature handling. No, not mature. Nope, never mind. I've gone too far. Now I've rule 34 at it. We're going to move on. Hi. Have you played any video games this week, Chris? I have. I did a bad thing, everybody. I blame my wife, this? but it's it's actually Kelly's fault. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was totally me. It was kind of your fault. It wasn't just you. It was a number of things. Guys, I'm playing MMOs again. Come oh, are you, fi- <laughs> are you finally finishing Final Fantasy XIV, Chris? No! Chris, what are you doing? I'm playing World of Warcraft. Why? You guys said you were done with it. Well, Kelly said it was okay, because dragons and it's Kelly really because you dragons bridge, would you do it it depends how high the bridge is possibly this bridge is really high chris it's freaking world of warcraft you don't get uh, what's at the bottom this. of the what's the bottom of the bridge what's under the bridge concrete rocks seagulls i mean the get a car, par, the, the lady heroine and the one of the heroes because there's four of them but one of the ladies in crouching tiger hidden dragon jumps off a bridge at the end don't do it, Chris. You're not the lady from Crouching. She Tiger. flies or yeah, she dies. I'm fly. still not sure what happens there. It's very poetic, symbolic, and I don't really understand that ending. Um, so I I missed World of Warcraft. I yeah, I've learned things about you're like myself. Person, you're like a person who just like you you've been away from your abusive, you know, ex lover for a while. And you're like, I really do. Well, remember really one of the reasons bad. we stopped playing World of Warcraft is because all the baloney that went down at Blizzard. And I was happy boycotting all that stuff for a while. I finally got over that with Diablo Immortal. Said, all right, it's been long enough. Nobody at Blizzard cares. And while I could I could keep change. I could keep going through with this, that's probably the right thing to do, but I'm also weak willed. I'm gonna play Diablo Immortal. And I did. And I'm still proud that I didn't spend a single dollar on Diablo Immortal. And that's cool. But also, um, you know, I played through it and I finished it and that was fine. So that that broke that got me back on the on the I'm okay having Battle.net installed on my PC, right? So I did that and then nothing for a while. And now Dragonflight's getting really close. And people are liking things from the beta. And I'm liking the things I'm seeing from the beta. And I wanna play it. I want to be a dragon dude. 
I want to be a dragon dude and shoot things and then get dragon. I want to be a dragon riding a dragon because I like that level of inception. I don't know how that works, but that that's a thing you do, right? Mm-hmm. And then so and then Kelly got back into it. And I was like, all right, let's let's give this a go. And and cool. And I start playing it this week and I'm getting back into it. And like I'm playing the story and catching up on things. And I'm like. This story isn't as bad as everybody on Twitter makes it out to be. Yeah, it's not Shakespeare. It's not great. There's some groaner moments. But as far as being the absolute garbage show where nothing is earned that people have made it sound like on Twitter, it's not that bad. It's it's I well think, acted. Well, you, oh, people... Anna has a question. Yeah. Shakespeare wasn't highbrow writing. Right. Yeah, I understand that. But in... The, as far as making the point with language, which the point of language is communication, the point I'm trying to make is served by that analogy. So, like, go away. <laughs> I, I think people's problem with the story in this expansion is that we never really found out what the jailer was all about. And yeah, that know, we, that we, that's the that's the grown that's the big groaner moment. And I I understand for some people there's more. And maybe everyone doesn't agree with me. I think that the Savannah stuff is, is while n- they don't earn it, it is not as bad as the internet makes it out to be. Um, at least in context of all of it. Like, the Sylvanas arc was boring overall. No, no question. Yeah. But they do try to resolve it in a way that has some sense that y- you can disagree with it, but at least it's not as bad as no justifications whatsoever. The jailer thing at the end, that's garbage. That's yeah. that's garbage. But it's also one line, and I think everyone is just going to pretend the jailer doesn't exist as we move forward. And that's I mean, good. <laughs> that's what I've heard is that people are just going to pretend that this expansion didn't happen because as far as anybody's concerned, nothing came out of it. Well, than- no, Sylvanas has is, is been condemned to doing mall dailies. Which is fine. Yeah. She's now a mall walker. She can walk around the mall at all hours of the day. I still hear mall walker every time they say mall I walker. Too. I hear mall walker as in the old people. Well, usually stereotypically old people who who walk around a mall for exercise at 8 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday. I mean, I don't blame them. It's when it's especially when it's hot outside. I mean, no, it's a good idea. As I get older, it appeals to me more and more because now I'm old and I can be a boomer. Um, but yeah, um, more importantly than all the, the, the story revelations and, you know, how I learned that the internet has overreacted to something, may it never be said. Um, I like MMOs is what it turns out. And while I don't have a good explanation for why I'm not playing Final Fantasy 14 right now, Mr. I like MMOs. Um, I'm enjoying playing this and the game that I was really looking for a while back where it's like, I want something where I care about like grinding out stats and boosts and stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's an MMO. That's really what I want to play. And I should just play an MMO. And here's, here's where it gets, here's where it takes a sinister turn. Um, I've been playing this and I've been watching, um, I've been watching, no, I'm not going to name them anymore because I don't think they're a good person, but I've been watching people on YouTube who are popular and they play MMOs and stuff. Been watching them play an MMO. They played New World. And I said, that looks interesting to me. And that's when I knew I had a sickness. 
I've got a problem because the the internet has made it very clear that beyond the problems with World of Warcraft, New World is a bad thing. But what why does the internet hate New World? Um, well, I think it started with it breaking people's GPUs. Oh right, and then yeah, and then it, then it happened to um be a terrible launch. And they broke the economy, fixed it by breaking the economy, fixed it by breaking the economy, and then fixed it with more exploits that broke the economy. And then a year later, we're here and they've got a new um, a new giant content patch that came out and it actually looks okay. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, maybe it's still garbage. Maybe it's not. Um, I was actually checking YouTube out yesterday for some, some video opinions because all the hottest takes come from the YouTube. And... Um, wh- what do people think about the new world? And I, and I found like all the MMO, the, the people I recognize is these are people who make MMO videos are like this, this new world patch. It's, I mean, it doesn't fix everything. The game's got issues and it's, it's been a year. They've tried a lot. They've fixed a lot. And this patch is, is very hopeful. We like the direction this is going. And then one guy who's like, just vehemently posting videos like no new world is still broken don't listen to everyone everyone who's saying it's not it's doing better is a youtube check mark that's been paid off by amazon you can't believe a word they say and i thought that was quite amusing because they were they were very upset about very specific issues involving bots and that nobody else seems to give a crap about other than this one person which i'm sure it's a legit issue it's just this person's obviously their opinions are skewed. Um, and yeah, so I felt like, oh, maybe I, I, I'm, I'm looking for permission from you all today. Can I buy New World? I, I don't care. Am I, am You're I a- making a mistake? Like a big mistake? Like a can big. You've established that you can down. say that again. <laughs> You, you've established that you can handle yourself around these things. Ha- have I? I spent three hundred dollars on Neverwinter, Josh. <laughs> well, you said it didn't break you. you it know, didn't. So. I but- had the money. I didn't go bankrupt or anything. I didn't sell my children that I don't have for a house. Or was it rent or cat food money? Uh, what's the difference? Is it money that you will be screwed if you spend? No. Then you're fine. Okay. Yeah. I I just um I just feel bad paying for things that the internet has told me is bad because that feels irresponsible with what with my money. But I'm looking at it and it says this appeals to me and like does this mean I'm is it me or the children who are wrong? I mean the internet has also said like you shouldn't like eighties this you shouldn't like nostalgia because. Stuff from the eighties was basically fed to us by corporate fat cats. That's like the you know what so I, I, much. I I get you, but I I like me some Care Bears and I don't TMNT. like the Care Bears. I do like uh, TMNT. You know, just, just let me enjoy things. Can, can I can I enjoy no. things without maybe with without having this guilt that I'm endorsing capitalism? So. Tam in the Tam in the chat room says I need to ask Anna for permission. I I don't want to ask Anna because she might say no. I don't want to ask it. I do feel like using the internet as some sort of guidepost for your ethics. I, is no, but I'm using a, no no. I run a website 
that posts reviews of video games. I am fully committed to the idea of consulting the internet before making a purchase of a video a game. decision, yes. An ethical question of like, am I doing quote unquote the right thing? I just mean with I'm my time and company. my money. I don't mean like you know. ethically. Like ethically, I probably shouldn't be giving Blizzard money. Like that's ship has sailed. I'm screwed. I mean, at that point, so if you're not if you're not asking from an ethics standpoint, you're just asking from a is this a good purchase or not? Then yeah, that's where you. Kind I of subscribe to, to Amazon Prime. If I didn't believe in giving Amazon money from an ethical perspective, I need to start there. All right, <laughs> then 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 it's just yeah, that's question of like, well, if you if those reviewers show you things that you find appealing, then why wouldn't you buy it and play right. it? I'm running a daily for. on this. I'm streaming on the pod on the on the Twitch a daily in World of Warcraft. I have no idea what's going on in this daily or what I'm supposed to be doing. I've been clicking buttons here for literally ten minutes while I rant about World of Warcraft and MMOs, and a no progress has proceeded in this daily. Shadowlands sucks <laughs> from a gameplay perspective. And this is I, why I, I need to go play New World. <laughs> I need something I, I, different than this. <laughs> I sort of figured out this week that most of my problem with like gameplay of Shadowlands was the uh, the the layout of the levels, and that now that I can just fly over all the bullshit, I'm that having does fun. help a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> um, if they would have just included the flight whistle, here's it's like, the you problem, know, Kelly. You have to uh, play through most of the expansion and these two giant patches. Before they give you that thing that makes I, it better. I know. <laughs> if they just would have kept the flight. Isn't that the in. thing in Dragonflight, though? Is like you're going to be able to fly and it's part of the story. Like, hello, dragon riding. Right? Yeah. That's well, like I, the I, thing. <laughs> I've been saying for years, especially since they tried to kill flying in Warlords of Draenor, that Blizzard, you have this problem that you introduce flying into the game and you want to cap it instead of trying to hamstring it at every expansion do something interesting with it and that's what they're finally doing is something interesting with it by giving you this dragon that you get to raise at the beginning of the game and by the way i don't know if you knew this but um all the dragon glyphs that you're gonna unlock are gonna be account wide so that you don't have to hunt that down hunt down that stuff for all it's a lot of stuff that's account wide even in shadowlands it's just it's not fun acquiring it but but yeah that that's why i'm looking forward to Dragonflight. is the 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 flying and i'm getting lots of misty pandaria vibes i think i said all this last week um because we're going to this hidden island that has this exotic race and i'm gonna get to make myself a dragon i i and I am annoyed that they didn't include more classes with the dragons. I'm going to be a dragon, know. Kelly. I don't care. Maybe they might unlock some of that later. That would be interesting if they did. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, but I, I'm going to roll a dragon. I'm going to see where it goes. Um, I haven't played it like the beta or anything so i don't know how it's gonna play but it sounds like it's gonna be fun i haven't been listening to the haters on reddit that say that the dragons just look like low budget furries i mean whatever they're still dragons uh people were mad that they're not buff enough uh, and that's fine i agree they they could have looked a little different but also they're still dragons they've got giant scaly bodies with tails and wings and they fly and they're not humans I'm a human in real life. 
no big spoiler. I'm a human. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I prefer to play not a human in, in my fantasy games because I do the human thing every day. I, I'm the exact I've same I've got way. good skills at it. No, my wife would not agree with that statement. But I think I have good human skills. I've done that. I've mastered the human thing. I, that's probably not true. Uh, my, my people skills could use some points. Not people skills, human skills, like walking. We've, we had this discussion about skills last night, JC. Uh, um, I, I, what, 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 are, what are human skills? I, Breathing. I, put all my, I put all my points into artisan stuff, so my, my speech skills mm. could use some improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what kind of what kind, what's the DC Is there a cap on real-life skill points? I don't know. This, this is an incredibly nerdy discussion. That's uh, uh, so that's that's what speaking oh. is a skill. Speaking is a skill. High, yeah. All right. That, that has a high higher ceiling than some of the other skills we were discussing. Um, <laughs> because you could spend a lot of time studying, you know, proper speech craft and <laughs> how to think through what you're going to say. That's why they give speech classes. Uh, there's I, definitely a difference that you can tell between a public speaker who's been doing it a long time and somebody who's just bedoinkied their way through life and has never given a public speech ever. I I, th- I just realized I think charisma is my dump stat. Charisma is <laughs> always the dump stat. Yeah, that's a wise decision. That's fair. I played. I oh, go ahead. Oh no, I just I have no people skills. Yeah, that's fair. So that's that's where I've been at this week. I should stop talking. I just yeah. So I interrupted you so I could say I can no. stop talking. It's yeah. okay. I. Yeah. You would think being on vacation this week, I would have been on a gaming bender, but I've actually barely video gamed all week, uh, other than maybe popping into WoW every once in a while to do some dailies and playing, continuing to play through Shining Force 3 Scenario 2. Um, once again, that this game is amazing and makes me incredibly angry at Sega that we never got it in the U.S., because... Yeah, they have, they have tried some interesting things with fights in this game. Um, a fight I was playing last night, you had to, you could only get to this one section of the map by casting a freeze spell on the water. Oh, okay. Yeah, hmm. which is like we we was going on and on about triangle strategy and one of and um lost the the eidolons for having area effects, and here's Shining Force doing it in 1999. Or whenever the game came out, I can't remember. And I was like, "This, this is kind of neat." And then the battle after that, you're in a boat firing cannons at another boat, and basically having this race to take out their cannons before they take out yours, and in the fight. And of course, there's also bird birdmen coming at you to distract you. And it's like. They went so crazy with some of these neat fights that seemed unheard of in the 90s. And you, U.S. people just didn't get a chance to play any of this at the time. And it makes me sad. <laughs> Josh and I were talking about Camelot. And yeah, Shining Force 3 was their last shiny, official Shining Force game. Because after that, they basically became uh, Nintendo's sports company. Um because they started doing the Mario tennis titles and all of that after it, and then throughout well, and Golden, Golden Sun, Sun. yeah, Golden th- Sun. throughout Golden Sun, and then a couple of years and later, Super throughout... Mario RPG, right? Or... No, no, 
no, not Camelot, Super Mario Mar- RPG. Oh, they did Mario Golf. Right? Yeah, they did the Mario yeah. Golf. Yeah. Right. But uh, and then did Golden Sun on the DS, and then it's just been nothing but Mario sports since. And it makes me sad. I uh, Nintendo, give them the Mario and Luigi. Uh, none of those franchise. people who were good at those things are there anymore. Why? Why you do you know. expect Camelot's going to be able to churn out a good RPG? I don't, I don't know. I just I I have wishful thinking. Though I say that apparently the RPG mode in the most recent Mario Golf sucked. Yeah, that's what, what I, I heard as well. Kind of mediocre. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> just wishful thinking. The, you know, the studio that was doing the original Mario RPG or not Mario RPG, Mario and Luigi went down. They have an RPG studio. As a second party, no RPG like, studio on third RPG making pr- program. No, no, okay. I'm just saying, give give them the Mario and Luigi. I I know it won't be Shining Force, but it would be still be fun. And yeah, I'm I'm on chapter five in Shining Force three scenario two. Um, I don't know how much harder it's gonna get because some of these battles have been just really tricky you remember the one i was telling you about in um, scenario one where you had to re- rescue refugees no mm-hmm. yeah there there was another one in this one where you had to decide which refugees were gonna, you were going to save because one of them was would steal stuff from the other refugee oh so you had to like, okay, do I want to save all of them and get the EXP bonus, or do I want the item that this character steals? Well, I needed to sacrifice somebody anyway, so that thief that was going to steal the thing pretty much became a lamb for the slaughter. And then another character in that group had an item that led that leads to a secret character. So if you want that secret character, you got to keep that guy alive. So of course, Oof. who does all the AI go for, for after the, the guy the one, with the yeah. item? With, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm happy that I'm playing this with save states because otherwise I would have probably given up on it a week ago. Just so it has. So it has permadeath <laughs> just like the earlier uh, fire emblems. We lost her to a coughing fit. Oh no! Sorry, I I hurt. I felt it right in the back of my throat. It's like, oh god. Okay. Throw it moisturized. I'm good now. What did you say, Josh? Uh, so this has permadeath just like the earlier Fire Emblems. No. Um, well, you can die in battle just fine, but there are certain maps that if you don't get to a character in time to you talk to them. You can't recruit them. them. Yeah, 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 yeah. you can't recruit them. Okay. So it's yeah. in between on, on that kind of like difficulty and, and hair pulling. <laughs> yeah annoyance at times yeah and th- there's also um hidden tombs that if you don't get to them in time then they just collapse and you can't get whatever items and there are secret characters in them sometimes so <clears throat> just very interesting game i'm i can't wait to finish this one so that i can get to scenario three i hope i'm not shining force myself out but we'll see um I think my voice says I'm done for the time being. Okay. <laughs> Josh, what have you been playing? Uh, I've also been playing as Kelly. Kelly like, is died. dead. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly we is dead. We lost her. Rip. Sorry. Rip Kelly. 
I my allergies have been terrible all week. Doesn't sound like allergies. That sounds like death. No, I'm. I mean, I get. I know, Vaughn. I need a cough button. <laughs> it doesn't help that this. Stuff I don't even have a cough button. It, it doesn't help that the stuff just like all of a sudden I'll be talking and then I'll I'll feel it in the back of my throat. It's like, oh god, coughing fit incoming. I control M to mute and Skype on and off. That's true. That's a good idea, actually. <sighs> uh, I forgot what I was talking about. So, Josh, what have you been, you been playing? Uh, I've also been delving into strategy RPGs. Picked up the the the. <laughs> Last week, I picked up a new strategy RPG. This week, we'll replace it with a different strategy RPG. Went with the new Mario plus Rapids game. Um, that's the new me. game. I'm That's on my list of things I should be excited about. Yeah? Are, are, are you going to pick that you up? You did the worst job last night of making me interested in this sequel, Josh. <laughs> I want you to know. No, don't feel bad about this, Jonathan. Did you not just hear what he just monologued about for like 20 minutes? He's not playing one, but wants to play two MMOs. You're, he has no time for anything else. <laughs> That's true enough. You shouldn't feel bad, but also you did a terrible job of selling this thing. I'm not sure you like it. I'm not sure you know what you feel about it either. I'm, I'm not sure what I feel about it. So the first game, you know, like it's this mashup of rabbits with Mario characters. And the first game, even though the story was kind of like light fluff on top of the strategy RPG, it was at least kind of like entertaining light fluff to kind of yeah. like point and look at like, oh, hey, yeah, they, they've like like totally twisted that thing from Mario that I'm used to seeing for years and years. So this one, though, like they have just like at least the beginning just kind of aborted any attempt at at that sort of a thing we just have like a generic bad evil thing called cursa that is trying to take over the universe and we just have to fight it (laughs) okay yeah but we had the bad we had the bad um we had bowser jr with the and the and the rabbit with the glasses in the first one that wasn't kind of a a big little thing Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm not. Gonna What's wrong with having a bit big enemy? That seems fine to me. Come on, it, it's fine. Um, like I'm not coming to the game for a for a, a great in depth story. But that, I'm saying you didn't get one me. in the first one either. So like, why no, I, why are you disappointed? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know, wow. like I'm I'm trying to trying to trying to like uh to suss out the differences between the first two. So there's, is that. there a giant opera singing boss? Not yet. Cause that was amazing in the first one. I know. Haven't gotten anything like that oh, here yeah. in the second one yet. The other thing they've done is the first game. They had the, the strategy stages that you had, but it was very, then they also in, had these little exploration sections in between the actual battles where you can wander around, pick up coins, and find like little secret areas. But it was very linear. This one, they've made it much more open-ended. So they're dumping you onto these individual maps, and you can just kind of explore and do things in different order. Like there will, it, the the map will kind of like highlight a couple of like side quests and like the main quest that you have to go and do. But there's also essentially like little small random encounters as well, 
where you can go and just uh, attack like there'll just be a goomba walking around you'll go and you can attack it and have like a very small little strategy mission <laughs> with the goombas okay it's it's weird yeah and you can do this stuff in any order <sighs> so like i was playing through the the first one of these little maps and i get to the first like mid boss in the game mid boss mid- like from yeah, Disgaea? Yeah. no no oh the just just he's not called mid boss it's that's just not, the, the mid boss that's not as interesting so sorry sorry to get you all excited chris yeah. um but i'm i'm like i'm attacking what i didn't realize like i, I send out my my unit and i attack him and he's one of these enemies that when you attack him he uh, immediately locks on to your char- whatever character attacked him rushes forward and will attack if he gets within range and i didn't realize that and the mid boss just wrecks him. <laughs> <laughs> totally knocks that guy out of the battle. And in in this in this game, like once you one of your characters is knocked out, at least at least at this point, there's no way to revive them. I don't think there was. There in wasn't the in the first game either. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think so. So like like you know, I kind of made that mistake, and then I could go and wander around the island after I I, I still managed to. To, to defeat the boss. But as I was going around the island, I got involved in one of the other little um, random encounters, and I faced, like, a miniature version of that mid-boss. And then you can kind of understand, like, okay, here's the mechanics of it. But it allows you, because it's not linear, you can kind of, like, stumble into some of these problems. It's interesting, but also oh, problematic. So you missed the tutorial, essentially. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. see, that's the thing. There are... It's good and bad. There are it is not handholdy in terms of tutorials. Yeah, why don't you like difficulty, Josh? Why aren't you a good gamer? <laughs> <laughs> like that that's part of the fun part is like you'll you'll come across these enemies in some of the battles and you won't understand you will have to figure out how you actually need to defeat them. Like there were these one type of enemies where no matter what I did in terms of attacking them, like it did no damage. And then I eventually had to figure out, like, oh, you need to do, like, a dash attack, and that incapacitates them, and then you can pick them up and just, like, throw them off the map to to kill them. But you had to kind of—the game wasn't going to hold your hand and tell you, like, oh, hey, you need to try something else with these enemies. You need to use one of your other attacks. Like, no, 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 it's going to let you actually figure that stuff out. That's so you feel okay. really good. Yeah. No, it feels really good when you figure it out. But I mean, like the first time I got into that battle, it was you didn't like, know wow. I'm supposed to be figuring things out in this game. Exactly. <laughs> like this is a Mario game. Everything's supposed to be handed to me in a tutorial menu that I can't skip. <laughs> <laughs> no, original Mario was all about experimentation too. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I really should say Nintendo game, but you're right. <laughs> so. So I'm left with, like, the combat parts feel really good. I'm still not sure about those in-between bits. They were okay in the first game. I don't know how I feel about it. I hated the in-between bits in the first game. Yeah, see, I didn't want to do any of that. Oh, and you're telling me it's way more of that. It seems like there's even more of that. That was one of the nice things about the Donkey Kong. I don't think they had as much of that. Well, I might Uh -uh. be wrong. Yeah, Yeah. it it was more straightforward in the Donkey Kong DLC. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I so so far there's even a little bit, or you have to spend more time with it because it's 
you know, like it, it is much more open world. Can I just can say, I love the concept of this game more than the game. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Well, I think that they're. Get, sorry. Okay. Didn't you get more enjoyment out of the game when you stopped trying to play perfectly? Yes, and just play through the I game? did. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. That was me. I did that. I, I think Chris, if you play this one, you, you definitely need to just like find the, you know, find the missions on the map, go right there, do the mission, and then just move on. Do not, like, do any of the exploration. But if you have to do the exploration and get to the next one. Here's the other thing I do, though, in these games, Josh. You, you want to find all the I want to uh, max out my character stats and yeah. stuff, which means I need to find all the things to get the currency. Mm-hmm. That's what sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's still going to be there. I don't want to do that anymore. I think it's, it's, it's a shame like the combat this. in it that that simplified XCOM combat is so good. Yeah. It's so much fun. But I'm not sure about the 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 glue that they use in between the missions. I mean, can't you <clears throat> excuse me, can't you just look up a guide for all the exploration stuff that you don't like? But then sure. I'm not a real gamer. Who cares? I yeah. I do. Play how you like self respect. Self-respect is meaningful. Toss out the window. Life is short. I feel like I'm sitting here playing the game. I should at least do the puzzles. Like, what? If I really don't want to do the puzzles, why am I playing this game instead of plenty of other games I could play, which have plenty of good gameplay in them? Why am I playing the one that has half stuff I don't like? Of this game, of what I would enjoy out of this game is the tactical XCOM-like combat. The other stuff is like little frosting on the cake. You know what? Sometimes I'll get yeah, a cake. I can just go play really a full tactical game. And they have those. I scrape, I, sometimes I scrape off the frosting and I just enjoy the cake. Good luck finding a game that has like this kind of flavor of XCOM-like tactics that just feels so good. The cake Does is it? really good. Have you it's played it, Phil? You have like. you played it, Phil? I'm just yes, I have. I played the first one. Did you play the second immensely. one? We're talking about the second oh, I one. Got, I haven't got to it yet, but I'm right. just saying. I'm just saying to your point. Like, just read the FAQ to get through the frosting. Take the frosting off and enjoy your cake. No, but I want time. the frosting. I don't want the cake. But don't complain that you don't I, like the frosting. If you want frosting's the, frosting. the cake is a frosting delivery vessel. You know? Don't you know that? Not in this particular case. Oh. Vaughn scrapes off the frosting of his cake, and I'm like, "Hey, you gonna eat that frosting?" Are you crazy, Vaughn? Frosting. Honestly, the only part of the only point of the cake is to temper the frosting, so it doesn't make you throw up. Well, that's the whole thing here, right? Some people don't like frosting altogether. No, they're wrong. It's just like you wrong. And they frosting is disgusting, says Katiesburg. No. Fondant is a little disgusting. Like frosting here. Frosting's you're, amazing. You, you don't like this frosting. You don't yeah, want to fr- do the stuff frosting, in between. Scrape uh, it off. Fr- frosting tastes like stale gum. No, fondant, <laughs> fondant, fondant tastes like no, no. stale gum. Yeah. Frosting is amazing. Frosting's great. Fondant, I thought would be cool because it, like cause people made artistic things that I want to eat that, which I don't know the, what that says about me as a human. Like, that looks beautiful. I would like to ingest it. Um, But the... <laughs> Um, but then it turns out fondant is not tasty and I was no, real disappointed to learn that. It's like, Oh, it just looks cool. All right, fine. The, the other weird thing about those in between sections for me it, that I can't wrap my brain around is it looks so much like a Mario game. It messes with my head that I can't jump. 
I want to be jumping. You know, like this looks like a Mario game. I should be able to jump around and get the stuff, and it it doesn't let you. Yeah, because you're supposed to do everything. You you know, you're supposed to do everything in order. Yeah, that's fair. Is Mario voiced by Chris Pratt? Mario Yo-hoo! isn't voiced. Okay. Do you see the the AI generated trailer that puts Charles Martinet's voice in? Yeah. It was a little weird at those points, but um, I still liked it better than the original. <laughs> Let's go. It's like, yeah, Mario should have a cartoony voice, not a Chris Pratt voice. Like, it's a freaking cartoon. It's okay, folks. You don't need famous Hollywood actors for every role. I learned that Cyborg from Teen Titans is the voice of the Penguin King in that trailer, and that delighted me. I love the Penguin King's voice. That was well acted. That's what I want. Because it's cartoony and silly. Whatever. Just a little side note there. Now you will taste our true fury. But also, I love Jack Black as uh, Bowser in that trailer. He seemed like he was hamming it up. Are you going to play? Are you going to watch the the Mario movie, Phil? Probably not. I don't watch a lot of movies. Okay. Do you play any video games, Phil? Uh, some trails in the sky you did Ooh. yeah did you violate falcom steaming rules i streaming I have rules. i said steaming rules i don't know what's up with that yeah no you I, didn't I don't know you didn't you didn't you're, sure? you're fine yeah we looked okay. it up you're fine cool. no uh, you know kept uh kept saying i was gonna get to that one day and i how did that even more... come up it was like just randomly on a stream one day one day on a stream, I just got to hear my ass and you just said, you know what, we're doing this. Well, because usually um, I'm a poly gamer, so usually I'm streaming, you know, a Monster Hunter game. and I'm a poly gamer, therefore I'm always playing Monster Hunter. <laughs> playing different things, you know. Um, but usually there's like one of each category. But um, And so I've been playing Disgaea 5. And you, you've, you've seen plenty of Disgaea 5. I, I got bored watching you play Disgaea 5. Disgaea 5 got- was my Baldur's Gate. I think uh, Disgaea 5 is, yeah, I've gotten a bit bored of the, I, I, I'm i one of those weird freaks that I play Disgaea for the story. I really like the story in the first four, of, and that's what would pull me through if I ever started to get you know, bored on things. Here, I'm not really feeling it. It's got its moments. It's It's got some nice, bright moments, but for the most part, it, I feel like it's too tropey, and it's all been done before, and the, the main character is just this angsty, I'll never forget her. I'm going to keep talking like Batman. I'm never surprised. (laughs) So I just, I I don't know what's, I I, I think, uh, what's his name from Disgaea 3, the guy with the glass, Mal? Mal, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He was pretty irritating to me, but this guy's just boring. I think I'll take irritating over boring because at least I get an emotional reaction. (laughs) I mean, the best one is Velvatoras, but. Oh, Velvatoras is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sardines. Yeah. Poor Sardines. It was a good gag. And it and it somehow lasted the whole game game without getting too old, which it did not deserve, but somehow it happened. So when I was on the Saturday stream, I was thinking also, you know, I was thinking, okay, I, I know most of the people who watch us don't really want to watch me continue to play Baldur's Gate. I tend to see very low numbers when I do too much Western RPGs. So I said, oh, I guess I could pull back out to Sky or or we could try something new. And that's where I was just like, you know, I keep saying I'm going to get to trails. And everyone's talking trails. Trails of, you know, zero. Well, the uh, the 
third or the the first Crossbell game Crossbell. finally came out in the English here. Yeah. So, you know, I did a little research and saw that the second Crossbell was on its way, and that is the connective tissue between the two big series we already have. Uh, so, and by the time I get through the first series, that second game will be out at the rate I play. So I could have a straight run at this if I want to and, and see what all this goodness is that people are talking about. I mean, in some regards, this could be like the new Final Fantasy series for me because I used to buy Final Fantasy games as soon as they came out and it was it was mostly for the story everyone talks about the story when it comes to the trails of games so uh the world building and the story and the references and how it all ties together and not that final fantasy games did that but story is what usually drives me to play a lot of these rpgs so i wanted to say okay let's give it a shot i kept saying i'm gonna do it let's do it this is one of the best storytelling rpg series out there if not the best according to some so let's give it a shot so we just jumped right in just got a hair at my butt and said let's do it and spent what i don't know how many hours that day three four or five hours yeah, the first day game. was pretty good and we were really into the music and enjoying it and then the second time i saw you play it you were falling asleep i was really tired i don't know why i was tired um, that game is not a good game to play if you're fatigued no you no. have the fatigue condition <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I even did some exercise. So Josh and Kelly have both played like all the Trails games, so they know. Yeah. I take... haven't played Crossbell, or I'm. This is my first time for Crossbell, but yeah, there there's instances where you're just sitting there advancing the text and advancing the text because because the voices are in Japanese in Crossbell, so it's they're, not they're... like I could just kind of zone out and listen to you know just listen to the dialogue i've got to actually sit there and read and that's just a recipe for putting me to sleep if i'm already tired there's but a there's lot no of english voice acting in the crossbell game no that why, would have been why very not? expensive what, they did it for all the trails in the cold steel games yeah but they had, they have like half the budget for these and they were all i right. mean I, I don't claim to know the localization process i just know that they really couldn't do that with these this time around so so how do you feel starting out with trails in the sky because i mean infamously the very first game has a very slow plotting start that is not to taste for some people you know i've got this i got this uh sign that's in my office and it's like this philosophical thing about um you know, you're disappointed when, it, when if you're unhappy with life, it's usually because it failed to meet your expectations. So learning how to set your expectations is a key to happiness in life. Since everyone's given me so much warning about how slow this game is at the beginning, and so it's therefore something I'm completely expecting, I'm not disappointed by the fact that it's a very <laughs> slow beginning. Um, I, I have, uh, I, I'm enjoying it so far, but it's not, it, it's not, in my opinion, you know, flawless. There was, uh, you, you, you know, you start off and you're you're playing these young people who have just joined an adventurer's guild. Uh, their father was a great uh, adventurer. And so there's a lot is, of, you know, pressure. Oh, well, he's going to die. You know, it's going to happen. So we're already I don't about know that, that he actually does. I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> going tongue. to. It's okay. on the wall. My tongue. <laughs> it's, it's on the wall. Come on now. They're, they love him too much. He's going to die. It's going to be a thing. I, I think Trails' problem I, is, is much like Wheel of Time. They introduce characters and never get rid of any. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'm pretty sure this one's going to die. Anyway, the the uh, yeah. So they're started. You know, they go through the the training ceremony and everything like that. And I love the interaction between uh, the two 
main protagonist and uh, the dialogue is really cute. Um, there's some really fun hometown moments and you know, the quest right now are kind of your hometown. Hey, there's a farm. It's got some monsters. Go take care of it. Hey, there's a, there's a traffic light that's out. Go fix it because this traffic light keeps the monsters at bay. Uh, the light on the street, I call it traffic light, whatever. Um, so that, that all kind of makes sense to me. I nitpick on the, somehow a five-year-old kid has managed to get a quest posted to find his pet rock. <laughs> um, I thought it was and, a cat. It was a rock. It was a rock. There was yeah. another one that was by an older lady who posted to have her pet rescued. And so I do kind of roll my eyes at that because I can totally buy into a fictional world where there are adventure societies that help maintain the peace and deal with the monster issues. I, I don't think that they would necessarily let five-year-olds post for rocks, even if somehow the five-year-old could have. I keep trying to tell you, Phil, this is a game where little girls ride giant robots into battle. Doesn't matter. Okay. Like there, there are just certain. Look, you have one character who says, "I do have problems with monsters, but I can't afford you guys." Right. The Adventures Guild is is commercialistic. Right. I mean, that's that's something that's established in the game. So this is the game's own logic. It isn't Phil logic. This is the game saying in order to hire these people, you have to pony up the coin. Right. And um, and it needs to be somewhat focused on their mission statement, which is protecting the people and monsters. Um, and somehow this little kid has got enough money <laughs> in his back pocket to afford to take up their time to find his pet rock and they allow that doesn't, doesn't maybe, maybe his their parents paid for it yeah yeah maybe yeah. his parents paid for it yeah that's no also <laughs> not a monster thing too so not even close so as i said nitpicking it wasn't a big deal it took two seconds um because uh, you uh, used a guide aside. no i did not I, oh. that's the beauty i will say i thought I, you were using the guide the whole time sorry no no no, okay. no i'm not yeah I, that's i asked the chat like am i getting I going to miss hitting characters? Yes. Or well, not 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 characters, but you will guys. not get everything if you don't use a guide with these I games. Yeah, I don't have FOMO. I, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good for this game. There's a lot of collectible garbage in this, like story or like lore there, books and stuff. There's a lot stuff. of stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that has a short time frame that you can do it in, and it doesn't necessarily tell you that stuff. But also, yeah. none of it truly matters. I guess. No. Yeah. No, not really. Unless you want a high rank. But even then, that's superficial. Um, I, I find my issue is all the hidden quests. Because um, you pretty much have to talk to everybody to find those hidden quests. And it's annoying. So I had to tell myself, you know, unless a quest is clearly marked on the map, I ain't dealing with it. But I mean, part of that, part of what is interesting about Trails is like, <laughs> You have all of these NPCs, and they will all have their own little stories that will develop over over this game, over even later games. So you will bump into people, and then they will come back and be a character even two or three games later that you'll be able to see and interact with again. Oh, and be sure you check all treasure chests twice. Oh yeah, we've been doing the treasure. Okay, good. <laughs> Chat's been good about that. That's no. the best part of this series. Is well, the early part of the series is that all the treasure chests have unique dialogue. That's an English only thing, by the way. Yep. Yes. That's so benefits funny. of localization in this case. Very. Yeah. No, it's super funny. Um, that that would be the only thing that would bug me when I play RPGs is is finding out you know I missed important characters I could have joined the team. You know, with Final Fantasy VI, you have those two 
characters that if you don't do the right things, you could miss out on those. So I'll FAQ the you know those types of things. But anything short of that, um, yeah, it's okay. It's fine. I, I that, if I can find it on my own, that's great though. That that's that, awesome. There's nothing like that in the Trails games. It's it, it's kind of like simple, superficial stuff. Like, oh, you can't get the, yeah. the ultimate weapon if you don't collect all the books and turn them into this one spot at the end of the game. But it, the game it's is not, so easy. Yeah, yeah. There is, never, uh, if there's one thing Trails games are not going to do, it's prevent you from adding more characters. <laughs> they I love remember, to give you more characters. I remember playing Final Fantasy uh, four. And uh, just going around the world looking for stuff, and I accidentally stumbled in on this. I think it was a tower where Odin is just hanging out, and it was an epic, epic fight. And I think it's completely optional. I think I just ran into it. I don't know. It's been years since I played, but I distinctly remember that that my yeah was yeah like you, it's optional minute. under the yeah you have to go down you get this key and you you don't have to use it, but if you do, it's like and it fills in some backstory like what happened to that guy. And, yeah. Yeah. So cool. So what happened was that fight went back and forth for what felt like an eternity. It was it had to have been at least twenty, if not thirty minutes. And and he does his Odin chop and all oh, my no. party goes down. And I'm like, no. mother and I had no idea it was coming, but I was just like Mother and as I'm in slow motion, I'm going Foo. all of a sudden I just hear and my dragoon drops out of the air, lands on Odin's head backs him for i don't know how many hundreds of damage odin dies yay <laughs> and party wins i'm like hold my my jaw was hanging over there was no one there to celebrate with me it was a load in my room and, and i was just like yes yes that's you know uh, i don't think uh, that would have been as epic as i walked through an faq on it and they would have warned me about the attacks and everything else it was cool to stumble that on my own and mm-hmm. just snaggle my way through it but if i missed him and i didn't know i i, I didn't read nothing yeah, i never know i missed him okay it's not a big deal um so so far yeah so far i'm enjoying it and i've been streaming that probably the most uh right now so we'll continue to plug through that i'm about i think uh, i i don't know I, the second set of quest where that all the father has basically left for them i've just finished up the last of those with the with the mayor so we're now just oh no that's what i'm doing I'm investigating the mayor's house that's right after you finish up that set of quests, there's a Mayor needs some help because someone has stolen stuff. So that's where I'm like, okay, time to put this on pause because I'm already tired and I don't want to sit here and do an investigation in an RPG. I will definitely fall asleep. That's where we kind of fucked that up. And then aside from that, I've been playing a ton of Pathfinder pen and paper. Mr. Chris. I've played with you. Yeah. You're my GM in this Tuesday campaign. Uh you guys you guys had some some we're so, very bitter with this elf lady, all right? You need to just accept it. We don't I like don't, her. I've never seen a party who t- who just takes such a hating to... We were accompanied to a dungeon with this NPC. You guys have listening have to understand. This NPC accompanies us to a dungeon. She's more accomplished than us. But her job is just to accompany us to the dungeon for reasons I don't understand and then not do anything to help even though there's life and death garbage going on all around her. So every time we look over, what is she up to? And he kept coming up with different things she was doing. The jerk. Uh, it could be worse. She could be kill stealing and taking all your EXP. Well, well, but we don't even do XP in this campaign. It's milestone experience. So that was so 
so she 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 was hired to just guide them to the tower and sh- and then inspect their work when they were done and then you know come back and, re- and report so they could get paid because they no longer believe adventurers who just sit there and say yep we took care of those we goblins. totally did it <laughs> give us totally the gold <laughs> yep. no, i miss lois i so um uh that was um so that's all her job was and they're upset at her for just doing job i don't get it <laughs> uh, and every time they look out the window so to feed into it i'm like now she's uh now she's in, you know cooking herself a nice warm meal while you guys are fighting for your life now yeah she's laying out in the sun now she's putting on suntan lotion <laughs> you know so it got worse every time they went up just to you know <laughs> yeah this is uh this is a pretty fun uh campaign this is my uh, darkest day homebrew campaign where part of the selling point is um got most of it is grounded in normal fantasy but then there's going to be some opportunity to visit some really strange lands that don't belong in a typical fantasy set you know paper fantasy setting um there's a good story reason why you're visiting these other lands but um it's 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 some real crazy insanity it's not for the people who are just looking for a traditional lord of the rings adventure it's that epic in scope but but you definitely get pulled into some really weird things. So, as I told one of the people that I was uh, talking with today, who's joining one of uh, our Saturday game, I was like, "You could end up walking through a portal, find yourself on the bridge of the Enterprise. You do. Hmm. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> that's going to happen. But that's how crazy it can get. So, some some fun stuff there. But there's also up of the typical stuff uh, that's in there. I take all the characters, we give them all backstories, and we tie some of that stuff in so that players have a reason to feel invested in this story, aside from maybe I should say the world or humanity from being wiped out or whatever it may be. The people from dying. Yeah, super fun. But that's about it. And Monster Hunter, of course. We've been playing Monster Hunter Rise on the PC. Beautiful, silky, 60 frames a second. Chris needs to join us. Nah, I'm good. So I already I already leveled up in on the Switch. I'm not doing it again on PC just because so no reason. So I, I'm I'm waiting. I'm I don't want to burn out on Monster Hunter. I'd rather just wait and play the next main installment, which will be an HD game from the start. It's like burning out on hamburgers. It's not a thing. You can totally burn a hamburger. Yeah, can't burn out on it. Hamburgers though, not well made hamburgers. Mm, they're eternal. Well done hamburgers. You can burn yeah. out on because they're all dry and charred down for a good hamburger so you don't you won't burn out on them and then say how do you go from burning out on something to burning a hamburger that's not no yeah i don't know how i made that jump you're right phil sorry yeah Mm -hmm. speaking of i gotta get going soon because i have to get a table running the saturday group so i have to jump off from you guys see you thank you very much thanks for being on oh phil's gonna run extra life in two weeks like be on extra life uh That's we're right. we're do- we're getting money donate money to help heal children and phil's gonna be doing like marathon stuff and hosting the show and then i don't know what else you're doing there's everyone's doing things there's lots of people doing things lots of lots of just 50 50 plus hours of straight streaming That's a lot of streaming or slash rp gamer will be streaming all kinds of stuff you can help out by donating money for the children Google of RP Gamer 2022 Extra Life. That'll pull up that page and tell you some more information, including our schedule and who's doing what when. And 
you can, if you want to donate somebody to help the children, I highly recommend Anna's link down there at the bottom. That she's getting matching money. So every dollar you spend gets matched. Helps out more children. So. Yeah, do good stuff. That's what Chris says. Do good stuff. Extra life. And well, thank like you guys. Have have a great rest of the podcast. Thank, thank you. you. See you later, Phil. I almost said thank you. You too. Like, wait, that's, that's not the proper response. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> oh wait, that's sorry. Didn't mean that. I mean, not that I don't. Oh, never mind. There's just, you know how there's no recovery from that? It's just, yeah. It's like, no, I didn't mean I love you. I mean, not that I don't. Oh, freaking never mind. Let's do feedback. Like, like, like I said, charisma's a dump stat. <laughs> feedback we asked last week. Uh, has a video game ever injured you? Um. Kroll responded. I think I've answered this question before, so I'll give the short version. Pokemon Go Bark Shins. Mm. What was he kneeling down and got bark on his shins? I wonder if that's the same as shin splints or something. Oh, it might be. Um, Other than that, I've definitely gotten thumb blisters from multiple games. Hard to pick anything out being particularly bad, but the last one was a recent first play of Final Fantasy VI. Um, where Sob and Street Fighter moves started to make my left thumb raw. Sorry. Uh, Jenny Regrette Nen? I regret nothing. Okay. Um, from Fire Miner, well, the only time a game ever injured me was when I played DDR at the arcade and slipped and bumped, bumped my face on the display screen. Always yes. remember to grab the handlebars. Um... Is it cruel for me to say yes there? But it's like, if you're going to go down in an arcade, playing DDR is how to do it, you know? I just remember trying to play DDR back during my gothiest of goth days and realized that uh, steel toe boots were not the footwear to wear. No, no, (laughs) no. It was like having uh, cement blocks on my feet after five minutes. Um, Continuing firebiters feedback. But I can talk about the time... But can I talk about the time people destroy their stuff because of games? Like, has anyone seen a person Wiimote sl- slipping out of someone's hands at the TV? I saw it twice. <gasps> wow. No, I haven't really I, seen it. Like, for me, like, the condoms are there and they're not really necessary. But uh-huh. I know it's real. I know it's happened. I just, not me. I always did the wrist strap. Mm-hmm. But I didn't play a lot of really epically motion-heavy games, so... Yeah, I thankfully um, never experienced slippage with the Wii. I think bowling is the worst thing, like, because you're doing the motion and it ends with you pointing the remote at the screen, so if it flies out of your hand, that's where it's going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um... From Shaman, the most significant injury I've had because of video games was nasty blisters caused by playing any 2D fighting game on the Dreamcast. The D-pad was raised just enough to make my usual method of uh, fluke my way into a quarter circle motion painful. Mm. Oh, God. So, in middle school, like an idiot, I burned my thumb and index finger uh, trying to pick up a soldering iron like a pencil. And then that weekend, um, stupidly rented Earthworm Jim, and the Earthworm Jim level select code was like some weird 
circle button thing or d-pad button thing that you had to enter really fast and yeah that that hurt that was a dumb decision (laughs) both burning myself and renting that game that weekend he just made me think of that so um from yeah oh go ahead uh i was gonna say when i was in college like many people my age um that's where i discovered starcraft and i played starcraft so hard that first weekend that i discovered it um that i couldn't type for like a week and a half (laughs) and i this is probably not starcraft's fault this is a a prediction of how bad my particular arms are for typing and stuff and something i'm only about to get resolved now 20 30 years later no 25 years later or whatever and um yeah i still oh that i hurt so much and the worst part is i just wanted to play more starcraft because i hadn't finished the story (sighs) i like starcraft i like the first one i should play remastered isn't starcraft mostly mouse controlled or are you doing that whole actions per minute um yeah well yeah i was mostly doing mice because i wasn't good at it and i was just learning it so yeah my my right hand is what was killing me mostly uh gotcha yeah i I can see that um from from strawberry eggs aka cassandra ramos uh yep i do remember this question coming up before i'll repeat that i got a blister on my palm from playing the first mario party and i banged my head against a glass wall while playing Pokemon Go. My right hand also hurt from playing Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call enthusiastically. Ouch. Yeah. Um, I have yet to have any Pokemon Go injuries, mainly because my yes, my husband yells at me to pay attention when I'm playing Pokemon Go. Um, the palm blisters, didn't Nintendo send out gloves to help with those? For Mario Party? I, I feel yeah. like that... I don't know if that was real, because... I missed that whole thing when it happened. Like, I had an N64 and all that, but I never really got into Mario Party. So I learned about it much later that that was a thing. But, um... Yeah, yeah it was some mini-game where people figured out that you could, uh... Yeah. You, you had faster. to spin the stick, right? So. Yeah. Um, from Featherhoof... When I was new to VR and not entirely accustomed to it, I was playing Boneworks and got surprised by VR sickness really Oof. hard and fast. And I was trying to gently slump myself down to avoid crashing down. And with the valve index still on my face, the side of my head found exactly where the corner of my desk was. Oof. Ouch. I feel that from here. <laughs> um, there's also a game that made me question whether or not I was one of those pain fetishes or not. Kid Icarus Uprising. Oh. The game I pray for a Switch HD mass remaster of every night. Every time I played I, it, I came away with such horrible pains in my hand, even yep. with using the stand. Yep. But I enjoyed the game so much. Once my hand stopped hurting, I was right back to the three. I wanted to do that, but the hurting said, I said no. <laughs> yep. So how did you control that game by stylus. stylus yep stylus, yeah it was awful so you had one hand doing shooting with the left trigger and the other hand with the stylus oh. and then you're supposed to hold it somehow it was it was terrible controls Man. they were experimenting yeah how do you bad. make such a good game with bad controls i don't understand it um 
from Phil Fancy Pants. I don't think I've injured myself playing a game besides maybe hand cramps, but I have a question for the cast. I was wondering what your favorite podcasts are. I'm looking to start a new podcast since I've lost interest in a few recently. I currently listen to RPG Cast, Backtrack, and It's going to be Excellent. like, oh no, has he lost interest in ours? <laughs> I hope that I'm interesting. I meant, I meant I RPG know. Cast, not Backtrack. I was going to have this be our question of the week, but then Matt sent us one that was kind of better. It's way better, yeah. Not that I'm saying that your suggestion is bad, Phil Fancy Pants. I'm, I'm just saying that ours is more relevant. Uh, oh, just that... you're not making this better, Kelly. You should just move I... on. <laughs> your question sucks and you should feel bad. There Ella. you go. Be honest. Um, Just quick answer. So I was into the laser time network which includes podcasts like laser time which is about pop culture 30 2010 which talks about stuff that happened 30 years ago 20 years ago and 10 years ago it's really interesting thinking about what you were doing in your life when certain movies came out because 30 years ago i had moved from arkansas to wichita and that whole time frame is just like man i remember what the last movie i saw in arkansas and the first movie I saw in Wichita, and it's just crazy thinking about that stuff. Um, and then Video Game Apocalypse, which is part of that network. I, I actually submit Question of the Week answers to them and sometimes steal their Question of the Week. Um, but but yeah, that's mostly my podcast repertoire. Um, oh, and Player One Podcast and Geek, Geek Show Podcast. I'm keeping up on two podcasts right now. Um, the Accidental Tech Podcast, which is mostly a show about Apple-type things. And um, the other one is My Brother, My Brother, and Me, because I like funny stuff. Then, like, video gaming podcast for me is still... I, I still listen to A4 Play, because that they every once in a while they get into really interesting discussions about localization, and that's just always fascinating. And I still listen to CADcast because oh. it's a bunch of 40-year-old guys. Yep. Go figure. I'm in that demographic. I've listened to CADcast and 8-4 Play and um, Player One. I've listened to many episodes of all those. The only one I'm still subscribed to, well, no. I'm still subscribed to CADcast and Player One. I just don't listen to it. So, <laughs> I I I let a bunch of them build up and just binge listen to them either while I'm painting minis or um That's the way to out. do it. Yeah. God, I need to get back into eight four pike, especially if they're doing localization I, stuff, because mm, I, I think that it, stuff's neat. I, too. I dropped off it when Mark stopped hosting. So okay. yeah. Mark Mark's been back lately. Oh he has? Yes. Oh. I thought he quit and moved on. So well, no, no, he was gone because he was having his second kid for a while. Ah, uh, oh, I didn't understand that. Okay. Um, does GPD still live in Japan and all that? No, he moved back. No. Oh, okay. Because I liked Cagcast, it just kind of fell off because I really wasn't listening to it. Oh, interesting. And then fi finally, from Anime Man, I used to get muscle cramps in my back legs, and I used to play lots of DDR. Yeah, I, I learned quickly that DDR is not one of those games that you can binge play. <laughs> no, but it's going to so, work uh, out, though. I know. I'm sad that DDR is a dead series. We need to figure out how to do that, like, in a modern context. Need to well, figure Connect out how to died, do... Chris. So. Say, say what? 
Connect died, so... Well, Connect died, but that wasn't how you do DDR. That was how you do Let's Dance, which hasn't died, somehow. You would think that they would be able to do something with uh, VR, though. But I don't know how. There um, probably is. I don't I think they want you dancing what... with VR stuff on, Kelly. Though they do want you swinging around your hands with Beat Saber. Beat Saber is the new DDR, I suppose. So that yeah. that is VR beat DDR. Which which it, okay. So if you were into Bimani games in the nineties, there was a game you wish you had here that you never could, or you could find it occasionally. It was Para Para Paradise. It was like DDR, but with your hands. It had oh, I like a that. yeah. It had like an infrared array that broadcast down, and so you just put your hands out front, left, right, and back. And so, why don't they do that with VR? I don't know. There is also popping music. Too. Oh, yeah, that was eh. that's not the same. Because that's just hitting buttons. That's like playing DDR in easy mode with the controller. I'm just saying that could be doable too. Tam says DDR is not dead; it's just not in the U.S. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. well, yeah, because arcades aren't I think in the U.S. Are anymore. the arcades really big in Japan still? Even like, didn't I mean, Sega shut down all their things and Taito shut yeah, down all their things? Like, because the pandemic finally killed them. Yeah. But all right. If, if it's still a thing, that's cool. I just want to know how I can play it. Also, Not that I'm this, going out to an arcade, you know. The secret best uh, VR uh, music game is Ragnarok. Oh, that's the one with the drums, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the one with the drums and the heavy metal. That's the one that I threw out my shoulder for a week because I was playing too much. That Which I think inspired the first version of this question. But we do have a new question. Um, talking about some of the news this week, um, have there ever been any game release announcements that made you wake up and say, oh man, I need to catch up on that series and then actually follow through? You can submit your answers at rpgamer.com. Just pop into the show thread, leave, leave an answer, um, keep it relatively short, no novels or anything, and we'll read it on the show next week. Um... What's my answer? Oh, yeah, I pretty much my answer is the same as Matt's is going to be, is uh, Trails. Just Trails. Because um, I think it was the announcement of Trails of Cold Steel 3 that made me finally pick up uh, 1 and 2 and start trying to play through those. Yeah, I've just that's why I've been trying to get through Azure, because like, Trails from Zero came out and I knew the, the other games are coming next year. I'm like, I need to get caught back up. Um, I started playing the Sky Games off an announcement of one of the complete editions at some point, so that was enough to get me pushed forward. So that so I finished up two, three, and four. After that, um, let's see what else. Have I ever done this for other ones? Yeah, marketing affects me, so I have noticed that this this will happen. Um. You've seen it just now, like the New World, the new big patch came out for New World. Now I want to play New World. So, Does getting caught up on MMOs count? Cause... No, but like, I don't know. You're right. I don't, I give up. I give up. That's partly why, I, I mean, I, I booted up Final Fantasy 14 when they announced Endwalker, even though I never got through all of that. And then now booting up WoW to kind of get caught up for dragon 
light. I'm sorry, you guys are going to hear me accidentally call that Dragonlands a lot because <laughs> you're going to the Dragonlands. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, Playing Wow Heavens word. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised we didn't get confused with Shadowlands and Shadowbringers. Wait, I do. Oh, I do get confused between Shadowlands and Shadowbringers. Oh, that's right, because Heaven's Lord was about dragons. Yeah. Yes, it was. That's why I said that. <laughs> well, I hadn't played that one that expansion in so long, I sort of forgot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um write us in with your questions in the show thread on rpgamer.com. And I believe it's time for the news. Uh, kind of a lot of news this week. Um, at the top of it, we've got a new epic uh, news. We've got a new st- story-focused trailer for Final Fantasy 16. Um, it's going into the lore Wait, really? of the world. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I missed some four, news this week. All right. Is it good? Does it look good? Does it look good? Does it look like Final Fantasy 14 quality story, or is it better, I, worse? Indifferent? I mean, I'm excited. There's, the, of course, the contingent of people that's like, oh, this isn't Final Fantasy. And it's like, what is Final uh, Fantasy? What does that uh, even mean? Are, are they upset because it's like dark fantasy this time? Yeah. I mean, the thing that I've always liked about the Final Fantasy series is that they're not afraid to shake it up a little bit and try different things. And the fact that they're... They're going for a little bit of a darker tone this time around. Um, so it's set in the land of Val- Valisthea, and it's got mother crystals, which uh, spread magic, and people set up civilizations around them. And um, there are beings called icons, which reside into a person called a dominant, and they can do the classic summons. And the story is about like the lives of the different summoners um, called dominants. Um, some are treated like royalty. Some are become tools of war. Um, game goes into the main protagonist. There, there looks like there's going to be some political stuff going on. And, and yeah, it's a four minute trailer. Um, it's very beautiful, of course, because it's Final Fantasy. They showed a little bit of gameplay. Um, it looks like it, the gameplay is going to be more like Final Fantasy 15, so kind of action-focused and stuff like that. Um, and we've got a list of all the d- different development staff, um, whose names I can't even try to pronounce. Uh, well, of course, Yoshida from 14 is like the one of the main producers of the game. So yeah. Um, it just it, it looks like it's going to be a very interesting game, and they're kind of going. Well, I mean, the, the trailer had blood in it, and mm-hmm. I imagine that this is going to be rated M because of that. Unless, rated M for mature. Um, but I, I don't think people are liking the darker tone. Uh, you know, Final Fantasy fans are some of the worst. If you want dark tone, that's uh, Final Fantasy Type A or whatever, right? Oh, Type Zero? Yeah. Yeah, that one was pretty dark, too. Bloody Chocobos. Uh... And and then you've got the people who are like that haven't liked Final Fantasy since it went 3D. So <laughs> that ship has sailed, my friends. <laughs> yeah, the ones yeah. where the last good one was nine. No, 3D. Yeah. So six. Yeah, the last oh, good yeah, one was six. six. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I joke rather about play Mystic Quest than this garbage. I, I joke about this all time, all the time. If you want the same game for twelve different games, Dragon Quest is right there. For yeah, you. <laughs> they do it well. <laughs> That's the sad. Well, th- when are we getting Dragon Quest three remake? Uh, I don't know. I have not heard any news about that. Right. And but th- by the way, that Dragon Quest comment is meant with love because that's what makes Dragon Quest great. You know what you're getting. But I like that Final Fantasy isn't afraid to take risks and experiment. And I'm kind of glad that it seems like this is going to have some of that some of that lore. But you're not going to have to necessarily read a dictionary for this one. Fingers crossed. Are you sure yeah, about fingers that? Crossed. We, we don't know don't yet, Kelly. So I'm going to bet that there's going to be a lot of lore in this world. Well, we got people the, turning into giant summons. At least it's a little bit easier to understand instead of Lassie and Falsy and. Oh. FF12 had some heavy lore. Yeah. I think uh, we've had more heavy lore than not heavy lore lately. True. I don't know about how the Chocobros went with lore. I never finished that game. Uh, you're not you're not the only one. Vaughn said that he kind of couldn't get into the end parts too. Um, I wanted to see where it went. I was satisfied with. I the didn't ending, make it but... to the time skip even. Yeah, well, I I I don't think he made it to the time skip either, and he, I don't think he made it to the uh, problematic chapter mm. either. No, I definitely didn't do that. Which but, has been um, patched now, so who knows how that would go. At some point, I might pick up the Royal Edition for my Steam Deck like the next time it goes Didn't you sale. play, like, the, the the super deformed version? No, that was Anna. Oh, all right. And, and that's the thing. I still don't want to check out the SD version, too. Oh, Vaughn says he did get to the time skip, and he stopped giving a shit after that. Vaughn, you were like right at the end. You could have just finished it. Exactly. It's like you're, <laughs> you're basically there. Yeah. Um. Before we go I think I got an Assassin's Creed costume in that game somehow. Oh, it's a yeah. weird game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were... Um. Yeah. Before we move on to the next story, though, it's planned for release in summer 2023. Um. I'm curious if it's going to make that date. Well, they can they can easily bump from there. Yeah, it it sounds like it it should make next year, no doubt. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we've also got another PS5 version announced for uh, Ease Nine Monster Knox. Yeah, there was lots of Falcom and NIS news this week. So didn't they just put uh, Legacy of Dawn on PS5 too? Yes. Okay. Um. So the PS5 version is announced. They have a collector's edition. This is being localized by NIS. Um, the collector's edition has a physical copy of the game, a soundtrack CD, a hardcover art book, a prequel short novel, which is kind of interesting, an art card collection, and a monster mugshot 200-piece puzzle. <laughs> I'm curious what this puzzle looks like. I, I can't tell if it's that big picture in the back think so yeah yeah it's puzzle pieces that's what it is <laughs> i almost kind of want this version just for the puzzle <laughs> but now nah, i don't need i don't need to double dip on that because i have the ps4 version um when is this version coming out oh spring 2023 so if you haven't played monstrum docs yet you can play it 
you can play it next summer. It's actually one of the best ease games I've ever played. Uh, I um, think it's my favorite of the modern ones. The with the group come with the uh, with the 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 most in recent incarnation of the combat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, did you ever play Memories of Salsetta? Yes. Okay. Because that I one prefer was... this one, but oh. you know I know people like Salsetta better. See now I feel like I need to play Salsetta again or. Either that or Legacy of Donna again, because I did like how that one was more of a 3D open world. Yeah. But Ease is so good. I could I could boot up a Ease game anytime. Seems generic to me. No. All they're right. fun. Just they're cr- keep, him, crazy keep music. the guy away from a ship. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, he doesn't... Get on a ship that time, though, I don't think. There, yeah, there, there is no, no ship crashing in this one. Hmm. They might show it in a flashback. But I don't I think believe that's you. It. Whenever t- someone tells me there's no ship crashing in an ease game, I, I'm instantly skeptical. It, it's not all of them. It's only like half of them. Uh huh. You have a reasonably good chance that Adol is going to crash in a ship in an ease game. It doesn't matter if it's a watership or an airship or just anything. Y- any also... any vessel for transportation. Don't put them on it. If you see Adol getting on a ship, you don't want to be on the mm-hmm. ship with him. Nope. Also, stay away from walls because Dogie might break you through one. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> anyway, continuing the NIS news, um, Trails to Xur is launching in March, coming out in North America on March 14th for PS4 and Switch and PC. So you won't have to wait long to finish up the Crossbell story. Yeah, so I'm getting, I mean... I'm sure I will finish Trails from Zero by then, but... I hope you better, Kelly. Yeah. Are, are you going to have to keep on me? Yes. Uh, well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, I will get I will get back onto it next week when I'm on a normal schedule. Um, but yeah, I was excited about that release date. Um, they also announced a release window for Trails into Reverie. So this is the one that is going to bridge... Trails Cross- from Cold Steel mm-hmm. and the new series. Correct. The Calvert series, yes. Yeah. So the, the new story says it's kind of an epilogue to Trails of Cold Steel. Um, they haven't committed to a release date. They just said summer 2023 for North America and Europe, and it's going to be available on PC, PS4, PS5, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, but they did commit to making some expensive limited editions for it. Yeah, yeah. So the limited edition comes comes with the game, a steelbook case, an art book, a CD, a three and nine Trails Tale softcover novellia. <laughs> um, the end and the beginning acrylic print and the collector's box. And if you need more plushies in your life, there's also a version that comes with all of that and a Liberator Bannings plush, a Hero Sportsher plush, and a Little Rogue C plush. For 190 bucks on Trails. Yeah. Oh boy. How many have you ordered it already? The Little Liberator is Lloyd, the Little Schwartzer is Green, and I don't know who Rogue C is supposed to be. New character. I don't know. The plushes, the plushes are cute, but call me when we get another Mishi plush. That's who I really want. Isn't one <laughs> don't you enough? Have the Mishi plus? 
I have the one from Trails 3, yeah, but I want more Mishi. Oh, you just need more Mishi in your life. Yeah. Don't um, we all? <laughs> You're a regular Tia. <laughs> the, uh, well, yeah, I'm annoyed that Tio's, uh, co- or Calm Link taunts me with the Mishi keychain every time I open the menu. <laughs> like, why didn't you include that in a collector's edition? I would have bought one for that. Probably was one in Japan at some point. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, guys. Market more Mishi. Um, but by the way, all this trails talk. If you don't know where to start, we have a where to start guide for the tra- entire trail series. Um, it's it's on our site. It's linked on the article. Just Google where to start, and there you go. Do we even have a tag for that? Believe it's yeah. in the features. Yeah, yeah there's in, a whole the where to start that that links to all the different where to starts we've done. So, plenty of content to read. So um, much content. Now, we've got an announcement that kind of annoyed me because I played this last year on PS4. Uh, Digimon World Next Order is coming to the PC and the Switch. You've uh, already played it. It's okay. Yeah, I know. I just It would have been nice to play on portably because it's, uh, it's a monster-raising game, and I don't know to me. That's just more fun on the go. But it's going to be coming out on February 23rd, 2023. It was originally released for the Vita in Japan in 2016 and then uh, on the PlayStation 4 in 2017. And yeah, this is a full kind of reimagining of the original Digimon world on the PS1. This is not the one where you're a detective. No. No, this goes into the full monster raising. uh, You get an egg, you train it up, you recruit. Um, th- there's like a whole city that you recruit monsters for, and each monster you recruit kind of unlocks a new part of the city. Um, it was just a really fun little game, and I highly recommended it. Um, I know Anna said that she was interested in playing this, so maybe she'll be interested in playing this version. Hmm. And yeah, even on PC, so maybe you could get it for her for the Steam Deck. Um, she won't play the Steam Deck for reasons I don't understand. Too heavy? I don't know. Anna, why won't you play the Steam Deck? No reply. Um, it it is pretty heavy. (laughs) It is, but I don't think she's ever tried. Because when I was when I was playing Shining Force this week, I I was sitting on the couch and my cat Murray refuses to lay anywhere other than across my chest. So having to like hold up the deck and not clunk him on the head with it was just an exercise in futility, and he eventually gets mad and leaves. Oh. Shouldn't you use him to prop it up on? He yeah. gets mad at that too. Oh. Um, and then, then, oh, go ahead. I guess the other negative would be you could suck uh, cat fur into it, and you probably don't want to do that. Yeah, that's true. Is, is there vents at the bottom? There's a vent well, there's on, the on the back on the bottom. Yeah. Okay. That's the intake. The top is the outtake. Because I pro- I have a pillow that I prop it up pro- prop it up on when I'm playing on the couch. Yeah. So if you're covering those vents, it's probably getting hotter than it would like okay. to get. I I need to not do that. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem with it. It's a little inconvenient in that regard, especially given how heavy it is. So. Yeah. Um, and then and news that no one expected nor wanted Uh-oh. if you've been if you've been really jones to play record of agorist war it's coming to switch oh boy 
<laughs> you know it. I, 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 even if you are jonesing for it, I think I'd wait on a review because even the PC version of it was quite buggy. It's going to be available both digitally and physically, including a to-be-revealed limited edition. I wonder if of it's gonna, course. I wonder if it's going to have the same stuff as the Xbox 360 one that I bought, not knowing what I was getting into. <laughs> the 360 one had one of those boob mouse pads, and I showed it to my boss at the time, and I was like, hey, hey, can I use this mouse pad for work? And she just kind of glared at me, not realizing I was joking. <laughs> I love it. Um. So yeah, I'm sure we will have more news about this as it develops. <laughs> you think they're going to fix anything? No, no, <laughs> no. I don't think so. Not even maybe put in no. a high speed mode. No, Kelly. No. No. I don't know. I don't know if you audience read my Twitter, but I retweeted this saying, I smell a backtrack coming. And my podcast partner cried, Matt, Matt's like, didn't Josh play hours of trying to pick it this last couple of years ago? He's like, no, that was Marriage. Mm. And I look up the Steam page for Marriage and see that it's not only Steam Deck compatible, but it's 15 bucks. And it's like, oh, well, there hey, you go. Should hey, should I? And just the collective no. <laughs> from everybody no! in backtrack. Like, what are you thinking? Dignity, Kel, dignity. It's like, I, w- I will play anything if it makes a good backtrack. Oh, man, Kelly. The the title of my review for that game was Choose Any Other One. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sure not for 15 bucks, Kelly. Still too expensive. You know, I'm going to wish list it and see oh, if God. it goes on sale. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if it How gets low does it than, need to be? Yeah. If it gets less than 10. Oh, no. It's, it's currently how much? Oh, wait. Hey, God. How much is it now? Hey, God. Where is it? Very odd. Yeah, it's, it's 15 right now. Yeah, I think you need to go down to five or less then. That we're gonna wish list this, and yeah, if it gets less than ten, I'm gonna give it a shot, uh. and then we could have a backtrack on it, and it'll be. The, I, I felt like I hyped up the Witch in the Hundred Night one and kind of disappointed people because I didn't hate it as much as I thought I did. You were sub- yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't hate that game. Um, there's a whole backtrack that explains why. I don't, you can I, go listen to it. I, no, I can't fathom a possible reason that would possibly justify it ever for anyone. H- how? Oh, wow. Marriage isn't even a tactics game anymore. It's a no. turn-based. <laughs> I love how much Josh loves this game. <laughs> no. Chris, you should be happy. Hours. It was 64 hours long, <laughs> Kelly. Chris, why aren't you happy at my devotion to putting out good content on the site? Because uh, you're uh, going to hurt yourself playing <laughs> games like that and liking it. And then you're going to have bad tastes and then you're just on other wheels. <laughs> I mean, me and wheels already kind of see eye to eye anyway about a lot of things, except for Then you're already reason. lost. <laughs> 
except for some reason he hates Final Fantasy 13 too, and I couldn't get enough of it. I'm still not sure how I feel about that game. But we'll table this discussion because we've got more news, but yeah. If it gets less than ten bucks. Hey hey, my uh Steam profile name is Redrock963, by the way. If somebody wants to push this backtrack potential boy gifted what i said oh boy (laughs) nobody's gonna give me this game no um a a good game that's available on steam now that you should definitely pay for a full price although it does have a 25 percent launch discount um neo world ends with you it just came out on steam this week Mm -hmm. the launch discount is still until october 25th and this was a really good game I think I was the only person on this particular cast that played it. I have a copy of it, but I haven't gotten around to playing it. I need to. Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty fun. I liked it as much as the original game, and it had a nice little nice little gameplay loop. Yeah, yeah, this has been available for like a year on Epic Game Store, so it's just out of, uh, it's just now on Steam. Yeah, all the, I, I didn't realize that Stranger of Paradise was on Epic Game Store either, and that was kind of news to me. Uh, and, Square did that deal with Epic where they were putting all their PC stuff on there exclusively first. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long that goes for, but they signed, I forget what it was, like eight games or something like that. Yeah. So Neo World Ends With You is uh, 45 bucks right now, which is pretty good for that game. And I don't see if it's deck verified yet there's no little green check mark so i guess check on your deck screenix never goes back and updates things what do you mean like if the world ends with you is not deck verified i wouldn't expect them to ever verify it well that i think that just means that not enough people have bought it yet to check i don't know how that verification process goes i thought some of it was user um, it is. I, I know user feedback plays into it. Yeah, user feedback and some of it is the um, companies test themselves. I have gotten stuff from Steam like, what was your experience playing this on the deck? Yeah. Um, we've got Quartermancy the Purgatory announced. This is <laughs> your, your buzzwords. Holy Punk Relationship Building Roguelite Action RPG in development for PC playstation the xbox and that's it um the art looks kind of neat i wonder if i should have called this story <laughs> this, this is by the eternal blade developer by the way so nobody seems to have excitement over that um this this looked interesting roguelike perseus the titan slayer was announced this looks like a combination between diablo and did I say Muso because of all the enemies on screen? Definitely got um, some Hades vibes with a roguelite. Yeah. Um, it's got a free trial version that's set to release on November 11th, which I might check out. And it's um, Perseus Titan Slayer is based off of Greek mythology, and you're controlling the demigod Perseus as he battles his way through Tartarus. So, yeah, that's where you're getting the Hades vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, combat looks really neat. I'm curious about this game. We'll have to see more stuff about it. Um, are you guys excited about more Stranger of Paradise content? Oh boy! Uh, uh, 
Sure. <laughs> I have not gotten always. I've not gotten into the DLC of that game yet, not because I'm not interested, but because I've just had other stuff to play. Um, this new DLC, The Wanderer of the Rift, is a part of the game Season Pass, and sorry, my cat knocked something off my hutch. I heard that. Yep. <laughs> made, made it open in a new window, and I couldn't see what I was reading. <laughs> um Part of the game season pass along with Trials of the Dragon King and uh, a third piece of DLC yet to be revealed. Um, this time around, you're going to be have the character Gilgamesh. Did you hear that? Yep. Yes. Yeah, go, Kitty. Is, go. Yeah, she is on a rampage. Um, so you're playing as Gilgamesh. You can wander freely through the dimensions and challenges Jack and his allies to battle. Um, the Rift Labyrinth manifests, and there's a new story arc taking place. You're also going to be able to uh, do monster bell summons to support you in battle, um, including side quests involving said monsters and basically kind of a, a mon- monster raising light side thing there. Um, so this has got you in- interested in coming Yeah, back. that's what kind of made me curious about it. So, yeah, when is, when is this coming out? October 26th, so next week. At some point, I'm going to need to pick up that season pass. Alice, no. Yes, Alice, go. Well, she got done knocking off all the little things, and now she's going for the big stuff. No. Anyway. Um, We've got more Star Ocean stuff, including new character trailers for Mariel and Michaela, or Malkia. Um... Yeah, those are just character trailers. The game comes out next week, October 22nd. Or, I'm sorry, 27th. Uh, I did not get a chance to watch these character trailers. They're Star Ocean characters. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still curious about this game, but I'm definitely waiting for reviews because I've got too much stuff to play right now. We've got more information about Dragon Quest treasures, including screenshots that show Draconia. Um, what is Draconia all about? The floating island, right? Yeah, f- floating island. Is it not weird that they haven't really released a whole lot of videos or trailers for this game? It's been mostly screenshots. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. I I don't know what's going on there. Um, and this article kind of goes into the different gameplay mechanics, like there being shops and recipes, and oh, and the there's going to be rare metallic monsters, which provide large amounts of experience, and some can be recruited. Um, bejeweled monsters also carry treasure, but move more quickly. And then you've got strange balloons that offer rewards for bursting them. This is another game that I'm curious about. Uh, it comes out on December 9th, 2022, and is a Switch exclusive. Another I've got more Harvest Say what? Yet another game that's kind of packed in here to the end of the year, especially yeah. on Switch. Got Pokemon, um, you got that. <laughs> you got Harvestella. Oh, Harvestella. Every time I hear Harvestella, I think it's like some sort of Bayonetta thing. No. I no. know it's not. It's just the name. Which Bayonetta uh, comes out this week, or Bayonetta 3. And so, some of that voice actor stuff got debunked this week. I don't know if any of you guys heard any of that or not. I didn't hear what was debunked. No. 
Oh, it, it, it's it was complicated. Some, yeah, it's complicated. I don't know if you w- would want to get into it oh, on the okay. show right now, but um, you can. You guys can Google that. I'm going to read about Harvestella. So this uh, little bit of information is talking about the winter city, um, co- covered in snow, and priests worship a divine cave where the sea's light is located, which I think is the the crystal. Um, the update also includes additional jobs. Um, you're going to encounter fairies during the daily life portions of the game, which uh, can give you quests. Um, another game that's going to be very interesting to check out. I'm curious about the reviews. This comes out on November 4th. So coming out soon. We've got a, <clears throat> excuse me, we got a Kickstarter check-in for Lunar Lux. This looks Kind of gives me Mega Man Battle Network vibes. I don't know if you guys watched this trailer or not. No. So yeah, uh, Lunar Lux takes place on a moon and follows a lunar warrior as she attempts to destroy a comet before it wipes out all life. And has a uh, pixelated style. It draws inspiration from Mega Man Battle Network, Undertale, and Mario and Luigi. And they've already passed their $10,000 funding goal that's going to run until November 3rd. Um, there's a bunch of ways $20 we'll receive a digital copy of the game. That's all of our news stories. Woo! Got through it! Um, our kind of new release dates. We've got Live by the Sword Tactics launching next week on October 28th. Neat little tactics game. Looks very cute. Um, Anno Mutation M Physical Switch Orders are opening on Friday from Limited Run Games. Uh, the standard edition is thirty-five bucks. The deluxe edition is sixty-five bucks, and that's the only two editions. Usually, there's like a third mega edition, but um, RPG set in a cyberpunk setting with 3D environments and pixelated 2D characters. See, I thought that the Anno series was something else entirely. When I story, there is an Anno series of strategy games, so this is something. Oh, yeah. Different. Okay, gotcha. That's why I was confused. Yeah, this is more 2D. I, I think I want to say it looks more Metroidvania. Anyway, um, Rune Factory 3 Special is hitting Japan in March, on March 2nd, 2023. Um, that's just a Japan release only. The, it's also going to release in North America versus, uh, or via Exceed and Marvelous Europe, but no announcement for state there this was the uh this is a remake of the ds game Factory 3 which was the best of that trilogy but didn't get played very much because it came out towards the end of the ds's life so i suspected that that's, on. yeah yeah i expected that that's why it's getting a remake because anna anna was like that game sold like ass <laughs> it's like well yeah it makes sense Maybe they want to give it a second chance. I like this game. You, you turn into a sheep. Anyway, and then the last of the news, um, Loop 8 Summer of Gods is hitting Japan in March. Um, this was that modern slice, not mostly slice, this is that modern RPG that takes place in Tokyo. Uh, uh, the coming of age adventures, how they're billing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Coming out on Nintendo Switch on March 16th. Um, this is another one that's being localized via XE Games, but has not announced an English release date yet. 
Um, that is all of the the news news. What's coming out, Chris? Oh, right. That's my job. I don't know. Could have a fun time taking over your job next week, Chris. Uh, you or should next week. You should because I don't do it very well. Here's here's what's coming out. Here's what's coming out. I know. I know now. Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series S and X. Relayer Advanced on PC. Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor Martyr comes to consoles on PS5 and Series S and X. I think it was on old consoles before. I forget. Yes, yeah. Star Ocean, the Divine Force. Everybody, it's time for Star Ocean. Who's excited for Star Ocean? PC, PS4, 5, Xbox One, S and X. And then finally, Live by the Sword Tactics for PC, Mac, Xbox One, and Switch. I am certainly curious about Star Ocean, but I definitely want some impressions first. Star Ocean curious, but need need some confirmation first. Yeah. Of course, as we've seen with Agoras, I will play garbage, even if I know it's bad, just to say I did. Maybe I'm not very reliable in that regard. You know, I really am just a cone of wheels, aren't I? <laughs> it does seem that way more and more. <laughs> this is why me and wheels get along so well. Um, anyway, we've got our editorials. Uh, we've got a Persona 5 Royal Switch impression from my my podcast partner in crime, Matt Mason. Um, says that it, the Switch is completely capable of running Persona 5 Royal well, displaying everything in its amazing clarity at full speed. Pretty good. That's his, that's his headline. Um, if you want more, more of his impressions, you can read the article on our site. Uh, obviously, he had to do an impression because he didn't get through that game in time for a review. Because <laughs> the game's kind of a monster. Yep. It, um, we've got a review for Steel Rising by Zach Webster. Which game was this? Was this the Clockwork? Oh yeah, the the kind of steampunk game with um, the French Revolution and uh, Clockwork Monsters. And his review stuff isn't on the site, Chris. <laughs> you know the thing that I usually read. Oh. Um. Yeah, yeah I may have broken. Let me fix it's, that. Hold on. I I should have looked that up first. Reload. But... See if it's working now. <laughs> Why does it disappear? It's sometimes? a dumb bug with. I don't understand it. It has to do with a thing we use on WordPress called pods, and I okay. don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to prevent it. I just want to move away from pods, but I don't know what we can move to easily. It sucks. So, Steel Rising from Zach Webster, he reviewed it and gave it a 2.5 out of 5, says that it's a relatively underused setting in RPGs and the designs of the robots are interesting, but the level design leaves a lot to be desired and the story elements are pretty stock and told in plain fashion. So, play at your own risk, I guess. Could be interesting. I guess it's going to depend on the person who's playing it. We've also got a Circus Electric review from Andron Smith. I've been he- hearing a lot of buzz about that game because uh, some of the people that worked on it have been on other podcasts that I listen to. Um, he gave it a three. Oh, by the way, Circus Electric is that kind of steampunky game. Where, I heard bad uh, things about it from Phil. Huh. 
Arfell? Yeah. Okay. I don't think he liked it. Um, look, looks like kind of a neat game. Uh, he gave it a three out of five. Says that it has excellent voice acting, um, devotion, resources well realized, and fun to exploit early on. I guess that's how you do attacks. And the animations during combat are cartoony and excellent. The negatives, um, many of the promising mechanics are undercut by poor design choices. The exploration is intentionally gated off to extend the game's runtime, and the battle participants are disposable and not memorable. So yeah, that that might be another uh, try it and see what you think kind of game. And then we have an adventure corner with Sam Walker, who played Am- Amnesia later cross crowd um i i oh this is a sequel to another amnesia game and yeah there's a whole whole series of those yeah and amnesia as in the otome game because i was like wait the horror game no that's the wrong thing (laughs) um yeah you can read about that on our site she goes into more detail our our adventure corners aren't really reviews just kind of a overview of the game and what they liked about it and we've also got an, an adventure corner from Alex Fuller, who played Chaos Head Noah. This is a visual novel um, by Nitro Plus, who's done other games like Adventure Science. Uh, they, they most famously did Steins Gate. Oh, right. Right. So, yeah, this is probably a pretty good one. Um, it, it's just kind of hard to describe these adventure corners because, like, you really got to read the article. Um but yeah, you can go read that article and, and enjoy your adventure corner. And I don't know if you hear my cat in the background, but she acts like she just will not accept anything other than attention right now. You have been ignoring her for too long. How dare you? Yeah, but last last night before I went to bed, I let her into the spare bedroom and she napped for like two whole hours before I went to bed. So I don't know what the problem is. Kelly, with the cat, it's always about the now. The problem no, is I know. you. I know. Uh, yeah, I've had cats for way too long. I'm, I'm aware of this. They are demanding little creatures. I, I still love them. You can't still... rationalize with them and be like, I gave you something yesterday. You don't need it today. <laughs> they just want it all. They just always want everything now. So, so like a cuter toddler. Mm-hmm. A cuter, slightly less destructive toddler. You know it. <laughs> well, I, I think I'd better, we'd better wrap this up so that I can give my poor cat attention, even though I think we need to get... I, I need to know what you're going to play this the, week, though. Uh, more trails, since Josh is going to be bugging me for that now. Because mm-hmm. I, I have a time lim- period or limit. Um probably oh yeah i'm definitely gonna play more wow because the uh content patch comes out on tuesday yeah the pre-patch starts what do you 10.0 10.0 point two five point two two one two one four eight seven six lock i don't know what um you've heard about it but uh the the you don't get to do much in the content patch it's all the new talents and stuff so and you can't make any more progress in some of the season four stuff. So, okay. It, it's probably going to be me messing around with my UI, trying to get it how I, I like it without mods, and then giving up and just downloading the appropriate mod. 
That's fair. Because like I still use bartender and bag on, and the changes are going to be are pretty much on par with what those mods are supposed to do. And I would like to use less mods, you know, because the game runs a little bit better in that point. But trying to mess with your UI to get it the way you want it is also very frustrating. Yep. I mean, heck, I, did you say that you spent just as long as I did trying to get the UI to not suck in Classic just yep. to get that one mount? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I easily spend as long messing with my UI and classic as I did in retail recently, coming back to the game. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Um, you're probably going to play more Trails to Azure and more yep. uh, Rabbids. Yep, got to decide if I like Rabbids or not. Well, I know you were you were pretty into the first game. Like I said, I lo- I love the combat. I'm just like, d- does the other stuff bring it down too much? I don't know. I mean, you're certainly not playing it for its excellent story. Well, yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, you don't really need to worry about the 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 deep interconnected lore between the first and the second game. You can just play the second <laughs> game. Is that your little jab at me for saying I need to finish the first one first? <laughs> Maybe just a little. <laughs> That was actually more because I, I figured that the second one would have features that would make the first game impossible, or not impossible, but very annoying to deal with. Uh, I don't think it's changed that much. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm sure in several years this game will be fifteen bucks, and I'll pick it up on out of curiosity because yeah. the 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 last one had a pretty it went on sale all the time, so. Yeah, it's Ubisoft, not just Nintendo, so it doesn't stay 60 bucks forever. <laughs> Where are you going to be playing, Chris? Uh, World of Warcraft, probably. I, I can't stop. I can't. I can't stop. I'm seriously I mean, thinking did... about New World 2. What's wrong with me? I mean, we did have a several years long break from Warcraft, so it's kind of nice seeing an old friend. Oh, yeah, I am I'm not playing Star Ocean, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Gosh, even you have standards. I, But, you know, I haven't played it. Maybe it's great, and I should really... Mm-hmm. Right? The, the, the first two games are actually very good. It's when it gets into 3D that it gets kind of sure. iffy. Sure. Tam, Tam will play Star Ocean for you and tell you if it's good. Delightful. Thank you. <laughs> I still need to play Integrity and Faithlessness. You know, you know that was one of my Employee of the Month prizes. What a title! <laughs> I'm sorry. What a title. Hey, Squeenix is known for their weird titles. Bravely Default, Triangle Strategy. Do Do we blame Square? or Do we blame Triace for that? You know, now I don't know, but that just. I mean, you've also got Kingdom Hearts 358 over five days. 358 oh, over two days. Oh, two days. Yeah. Don't want it, don't want it over too many days. And, and your favorite one, Chris, Dual Decim. Dual Decim. So, well, I believe that's a show. Uh, Tam says he's playing Star Ocean in the chat, so someone's okay. playing it. You'll have to tell me how it is, Tam. 
All right. So run out and buy or get a uh, wait till a sale. Anyway, I've got more while to play, guys. All righty. That's it then. That's that's it. That's that's a show. For show. Is this, is this our second to last show before we go? It on is our second break? to last. Yep. Okay. So next week is going to be a full show. Yep, and then the next one is Extra Life, so that's kind of a full show, except I won't be running it. Okay, because so. I'll still be doing news and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Anna will be on, or she. I don't know. Too. I don't. I wouldn't count on her being on. She, okay. Yeah. So, so it'll be the nope. me and Phil show. Yeah. Backtrack reunion. Backtrack reunion. Okay. Well, that's cool. Everyone, thank you. We're going to catch you next week. Till then, have fun playing Star Ocean. Sure. Sure. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.